Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church. The Bible says that after Paul had spent those days in Caesarea where Agabus comes and prophesies and Paul, of course, you know, he, he says, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm ready to die if need be for the Lord Jesus. You know, he, he's got that in his heart. Uh, the Bible says that after these days, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. And some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us and brought to us, or brought us to Manson, a Cypriot and an early disciple with whom we were to stay. When we reached Jerusalem, the brothers welcomed us gladly. Don't you love that? Paul finally gets there and there's a warm reception from the elders of the church. And the following day, Paul went in with us to James and all the elders that were present. This would be James, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. And after greeting them, he related in detail what God did among the Gentiles through this ministry. What a great blessing this must have been for those to hear how God was continuing to bless Paul's ministry to the Gentiles and how many people would come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus, but also how they had to really battle uh, spiritual warfare in Ephesus, how they had to really go against some things. You know, a, a Roman uh, uh, Caesar who, who, who clamped down on Italy and said that, you know, Jews and Christians couldn't live there. And I mean, they had to navigate all this stuff and Paul is now relaying all of this to James and the elders. And I want you to hear what it says. Maybe a, one of the saddest verses in the book of Acts. When they heard it, they glorified God first. And then they said, you see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are who have believed. And they are zealous for the law. But they have been told about you. That you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses by telling them not to circumcise their children or to walk in their customs. There's a big word there in verse 21. It's the word but. How many times have you heard in your life, you're doing a good job, but, and then there's a, something coming after that. That's exactly what's here. You know, Paul, we hear about your example to the Gentiles. We hear how many have believed and we hear what God is doing. And we're so excited about that. But, but the Jews here have been told that you don't teach what they like you to teach. And so because of that, Paul, there's a little bit of an issue. So, so here's what we've come up with. Verse 22, he says, they will certainly hear that you've come. Therefore, do what we tell you. So we've conjured up a plan. We have four men who have obligated themselves with a vow. Take these men, purify yourselves along with them, and pay for them to get their head shaved. And then everyone will know that what they were told about you amounts to nothing, but that you yourself are also careful about observing the law. And with regard to the Gentiles who have believed, we have written a letter containing our decision that they should keep themselves from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, and from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. So, Paul, here's what we want you to do. They give him a, uh, give him a uh, kind of a, a layout, a to-do list of things that they need to do in order that the Jews might believe that he's not against them. And Paul, the Bible says, you know, he makes himself all things to all people that he might win some. Paul doesn't argue. Verse 26, the next day Paul took the men, having purified himself along with them, he entered the temple. And announcing the completion of the purification days when the offering for each of them would be made. 
And as the seven days were about to end, the Jews from Asia saw him in the temple complex. They stirred up the crowd and they seized him shouting, men of Israel, help. This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. What's more, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has profaned this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with him. And they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple complex. So you see these lies and these misconceptions which are being spread about him. Number one, that Paul teaches Jews not to circumcise their children, not to follow the law of Moses. Which is not what Paul taught them. Paul, throughout the ministry of his life and throughout the epistles, he is adamant to tell people that it's through the law that you come to know the gospel. But it's not the law that saves. And so, Paul even goes so far as to say the law was for my good because the law actually exposed sin in my life. And so, Paul is, 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 never tells them not to circumcise their children. He never tells them, you know, these things. However, Paul is telling them that if you are trying to work your way to saving faith and, and, to, and to salvation in Jesus Christ by your own righteousness, you will fall short every single time. But what I'm telling you is that Gentiles don't have to be circumcised. And Gentiles don't have to have all these these rites and rituals and traditions and keep them in order for them to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's been Paul's message all along. But these Jews, they are so adamantly against Paul that they will make up lies in order to see him slandered and killed, even to the point where they would say maliciously against him that he's bringing Gentiles into the temple, which Paul never did. And listen what the Bible says, verse 30, the whole city was stirred up. Now this is just like Agabus had told Paul was going to happen. And the people rushed together and they seized Paul. And they dragged him out of the temple complex. And at once the gates were shut. And as they were trying to kill him. So this is exactly what Paul knew was going to happen. Now they're trying to kill him. Word went up to the commander of the regiment that all Jerusalem was in a chaos. And talking about soldiers and centurions, he immediately ran down to them. Seeing the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. So it's only when they see the Romans come down that they stop beating him. And the Bible says the commander came up and took Paul into custody and he ordered him to be bound in chains. Remember, chains and afflictions are waiting for me. This is what Paul said. And he asked who he was and what he had done. And some in the mob were shouting one thing and some another since he was not able to get a reliable information because of the uproar. He ordered Paul to be taken into the barracks. When Paul got to the steps... He had to be carried by the soldiers because of the mob's violence. This man was beaten relentlessly for the mass of people followed and they kept yelling, take him away. And as he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, am I allowed to say something to you? And he said, do you know Greek? 
Aren't you the Egyptian who raised a rebellion some time ago and led 4,000 assassins into the wilderness? So you see that even the Jews who were coming together with spreading such false information that even the commander supposes that Paul is some Egyptian that knows Greek that that raised a rebellion of 4,000 people. There's just so many things being spun around and hurled that, that even the commander is confused about who Paul is. And Paul says, I am... I am a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia, a city of an important city. Now I ask you to let me speak to the people. And Paul was given permission and he stood on the steps and he motioned with his hands to the people and a great hush came over them and he addressed them in the Hebrew language. And what we're going to see next time, beginning in chapter 22, is the gospel message that Paul preached. And what I want to say to you here is imagine today being persecuted relentlessly for your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't respect you. They despise you. They hate you. They put you down. What type of love is it? Even after all the beatings you've taken and how they've chased you down like a dog through every corner of the known world to look at the commander who now has you in chains and by all intents and purposes is protecting your life. What kind of love is it to say, I want to talk to them. I've got something to say. And then to stand on the steps and pronounce to them the gospel of Jesus. What love is this? Friends, this is the love that we're to have for people despite their rejection of the gospel, despite their hatred toward us, that we might be faithful to take the gospel and share it because we love them. We love them enough to tell them the truth. May God bless you as you have the opportunity today to go and teach and tell people about Jesus. May he give you a zeal to tell others the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on New Horizons.